The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Mick Barry is with me, the Socialist TD for Cork North Central, Regina Doherty to the Fine Gael Senator. And the topic this week um, is sparked by what is happening on Saturday, November 25th. It is the UN International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. Mick, can society do more and what more should society, and by extension government, be doing to combat violence against women? Uh yeah, uh, could be doing more, could be doing a lot more. Um, so I was uh, listening to some stuff when I was doing my preparation for this uh, and I noticed that there are feminist groups now who um, don't use the phrase violence against women. Um, the phrase that they use is male violence against women. And I think it's a good point. Uh, it doesn't just drop down from the skies. There's a particular group uh, in society who's uh, perpetrating this uh, and, um, you know, uh, the education uh, of boys and men is is a big, big uh, uh, part of this. So uh, in terms of what can be done, I think there is a change underway. Uh, I think that uh, a big reason for uh, changes is um, the repeal movement uh, and, you know, offshoots of it. Uh, which have put pressure on the government uh, uh, to act. We saw the huge social movement after the uh, terrible murder of Ashling Murphy, uh, Murphy uh, uh, last year. Um, but there isn't near enough uh, uh, progress. Um, I see that the um, uh, Commission, the uh, Council of Europe, have issued a, a, a report on this as regards Ireland. And um, they challenged the government on a number of issues. Now, I won't go into all of them now, maybe a bit more time afterwards, but I will instance a few of them. First of all, they talk about funding of women's rights organisations. They talk about the need for multi-annual funding. Uh, It's a disgrace that rape crisis centres and organisations have to go and, you know, do Christmas raffles, uh, has to be doing Christmas fundraising socials in order to provide uh, uh, services. Um. The uh, report says that the collation of data on this issue uh, by the state is insufficient, is disjointed and uh, is not uh, comparable. Uh, They say it's a disgrace. Well, they don't say it's a disgrace, but they say that uh, it discourages victims coming forward. The fact uh, that victims have to disclose uh, the counselling and therapy notes uh, in court, lots of issues with the legal system. And they talk about sentences that are lenient, suspended or conditional indicating that violence against women is perhaps a less serious uh, offence in the eyes of the state. Regina Doherty, as someone who has sat around that cabinet table and been a member of government with capital G, um, what work has been done and where are there still shortcomings? Would you accept there are? Oh yeah, God, come here. We wouldn't be having this conversation if there weren't, I think, very large shortcomings. And so it's a, it's a, you know, an unusual conversation insofar as the government can do things and they can do a lot more. And I agree with some of the things that Mick have said, but it's a far bigger problem than just having a domestic violence bill. And so just to tell you some of the things that the government has done, this and the last one, we had a very comprehensive uh, domestic violence bill, which was passed in 2018, which did realign the severity of the laws and particularly the sentences with regard to how the crimes are actually received in society today. And I don't mean received, that's probably the wrong word, but how they're presented in society today um, in 
difference to how they would have been in the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s. Um, in the last couple of years in this government, we've had a number of private members' bills. Brendan Howland introduced Coco's Law, which the Minister accepted and is now law. Lisa Chambers introduced a standalone defence for stalking and strangulation. It's now law. I myself introduced a legislation to ensure character references in sexual and violent um, criminal cases had to be cross-examined because, as we saw only yesterday, um, references are still being given, you know, and without any veracity or, or ability to cross-examine. And the minister herself, to be fair to her, has set her store, much to the annoyance of some of the men in the country, um, around having a zero-tolerance national strategy for domestic violence and the introduction of the legislation is going through the Houses now to have a strategy agency dedicated to tackling domestic, sexual and gender-based violence. And all of that's great, right? But as Mick said... It's, it's societies that frame people, you know, in their actions. And until actually we change the way women and men interact, um, even at the most basic level, I don't know how we're going to actually change because having the laws hasn't done much to stop and prevent people from committing the crimes. And when you look at women's aid, we've had 264 women killed, um, mostly by people they knew. And I thought it was very apt that Mary Cassidy um, said in her interviews in the last couple of weeks that it's the man in your bed that you should be worried about as opposed to the, the, the bogeyman under the bed. And you also then have to look at, even if we just take one women's organisation, Women's Aid have had 31,000 women present themselves to them last year alone. That was an increase of 16%. Now, mind you, Men's Aid have had a massive increase too. So there's violence increasing at a domestic level mostly by men against women, but not exclusively so. And until we address that, and make us right when we talk about education, but I'm often, I'm often kind of jarred when that comes to it because the education of our boys starts in our home. And I'm a mother, I have two boys. I don't think I've reared them any differently to the girls and I certainly didn't rear them to disrespect anybody, let alone disrespect the women in their lives. And so I don't actually know what's gone wrong. Yeah. So therefore it's hard for us to figure out, well, like, what do we do to change it? So... Yeah, let me go back to Mick on that on that point because Mick, you brought up education right at the start of uh, of your first answer. I mean, how do you see education improving the situation? I think that if you have um, uh, good relationships and uh, sexuality education in the schools, which puts uh, respect and consent uh, at the heart of it. Uh, and you try and make that really part of the culture of a new generation uh, that's growing up. Uh, that does not solve all your problems, but it goes a significant way towards doing that. All right. Um, and I think that, um, you know, there has been uh, some steps forward in this regard, but not nearly enough in terms of, you know, if you went into uh, every school in the country in the next week and you sat in on the classes, would there be enough being done on this? Uh, I, I don't think there is. And I think we still have the issue of school schools pulling their punches on some of these issues uh, because of church con uh, church control of education in terms of, you know, having a, a really open sex education in the school. And this is part uh, of that. Now, that's beginning to change. We don't know what form the change is going to take yet, but there is a process ongoing for a new curriculum on that front, at least. Isn't there? There is, but it needs to be speeded up uh, very much uh, and it needs to be, um, I think, I think sex education needs to be 
taken out of the hands of the church, which means separation of church and state. We've been through that one uh, before, but that would be my view on it. Uh, Regina, I mean, it strikes me that from a cultural point of view, the easy thing you could do at schools, and I use the word easy advisedly, um, is uh, getting rid of single-sex schools. Yeah, we had culturally, I culturally, I don't think that can be helpful, really. Well, you know, there's lots of people who still, you know, want to have choice in the country. But I think more and more, and you can see this, that the single sex educational school are, are diminishing. And we have children or boys schools that are now taken in girls and girls schools that are now taken into boys. But I think Mick has a real uh, a point because the real challenge for all of us is to make it, those people who are not affected by sem- domestic violence or sexual violence aware of it. Because most of those people who are victims of it, find themselves in a position that they don't want to talk about it. And in an awful lot of cases, particularly with regard to women, they somehow feel that somehow they were responsible for it in some even small way. And the guilt of all of that is enormous around it. So we need to make it something that shouldn't be normal. We need to normalise the conversation around it and make us right. Where we can start is with our children, obviously age appropriate in our schools and teaching them how to respect both difference, whether it's just difference of man and woman, difference of how and whom we love, you know, and to acknowledge the, the reality for all of those who are lucky enough to have never experienced it, but for those people who have experienced it. But I go much worse or much further than that. There are an enormous, far too many people in the country that have experienced it. And what's not different today than what it was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago is that they have nowhere to go. And so we find women who are staying in relationships because they don't have either the financial independence or the confidence or even just somewhere to go to be able to escape the violence or the coercive control that they're constantly under. And that is something that we genuinely can do about because that is only about money and about, you know, the staffing that's required. Um, What's interesting is, is that the new curriculum that's in schools that has been introduced by Norma Foley has actually got resistance of parents groups that they don't want us to be teaching the children the reality, you know, of sex and violent sex uh, in Ireland today. And I do have to commend Simon Harris because in the last number of years in our universities, he has introduced a consent programme to educate all of our young adults as soon as they get to um, university or, or college as to what the difference between yes and no actually means. And it's not a wink or an eye, you know, proper consent education around what it means to actually get consent before you assume yeah. Um, and if, I think that's if, really, really If only they were all waiting until they got to university and college before they actually had sex. Yeah. But Mick, yeah. you wanted to jump in on a point there? That just sound like an elf, Kieran. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Regina has raised uh, the point about you can't have a discussion about this unless you have a discussion about people having a place to go. Um, and that's very true. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to single out this government, although I could do. Uh, I'll just make the point that any government that fails to solve the housing crisis, fails to resolve the or even seriously tackle the epidemic of violence against women, male violence against women uh, within uh, the society. The number of people uh, who are living with an abuser uh, and they're forced to stay put because they can't afford to buy, they can't afford to rent, um, they can't get into a shelter. But even if they get into a shelter, they're on a council list for how many years? Five years, if they're lucky, 10 years or more. Uh, One shelter, I think it was in Bray, uh, said to a newspaper recently that they're getting, that on some days they can get more than 10 calls in a day and say, no, sorry, there's no space. Well, it's it's not to be dismissive for a moment of of of, of that element to it, uh, but I mean, if we wade into the housing crisis, we, we we'll be here for a long time. But uh, we appreciate the points both of you uh, make. Uh, Mick Barry, Regina Doherty, thank you both very very much. Um, we will talk to you again at the same time next week. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.